I'm sorry, guys, all right? I played 80% owned Tim Hardaway Jr. I hate myself for it. I do, but it was the right call. I was, it was uh, a 2v2 swap I could have made if um, my early lineup, uh, or the early games didn't go well. I would have just went to some lower owned guys. But since the, the guys in the early games did very well for me, made sense for, for me to, to eat the chalk on uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. But before we go over the lineup, if you guys are new, Welcome to my channel. Uh, again, we'll be talking about the 11-game NBA slate on Wednesday. I do also make content for prize picks. If you guys are not familiar with prize picks, it's the player prop site. I want one for one today. Um, easily hit the over and down on the Mitchell fantasy points. But Max Schroes won a couple points under his points prop. And that guy has lost me infinite money this year. So I'm not surprised. But uh, yeah, guys, uh, you can use the code DKDFS for a 100% match up to $100. That's a free $100 to play with on the site. Again, this is all the sports that I have to offer. You pick two, three, four, five, up to six player props. Can up to 25x your money. So use that code if you're a new user. Take advantage of that free money and give it a try. If you guys have any questions, you can always hit me up on Twitter or uh, leave a comment in the comment section. Try to get back to everyone. And if you guys are looking for premium content, check out my Patreon. That is linked down below. A lot of different packages there as well. Again, any questions, always can reach out to, to me on Twitter or, uh, again, comment section YouTube. All right, so let's go over my lineup here. Um, yeah, average game from Aaron Gordon, and I'm taking down, but no. Chalk Aaron Gordon has to go for like 50 fantasy points. 42 fantasy points. Come on, man. Come on. So, uh, I'm a little bit tilted about that. Not going to lie. But yeah, so this is what I was talking about with my early guys doing well. So, I played a lot of chalk. I played a lot of chalk. I talked about this in the Patreon stream, how I just thought the balance build was the optimal build. And I didn't think you had to get too contrarian. So, I thought the chalk was like good chalk, right? Like the heat chalk, I thought was great chalk. So I ate hero chalk, I ate Struce chalk, I ate Bam chalk, I ate Lowry chalk. Would have been nice if they didn't get blown out by the Pistons. Um, but they still all, all of them did solid against Struce was a bit disappointing. Donovan Mitchell was a bit lower owned than I thought. He was like my stand on the, on the slate. Obviously took his over on prize picks as well. Absolutely smashed. He was a core play for me for 67 fantasy points. Started slow too. Started slow. Um, but came on in a big, big way. And then Jared Allen absolutely smashed. Um, there was a bit of you know, Kevin Love foul trouble. Mobley dealt with a bit of foul trouble. So he did get extended. Got a bit lucky there with extra minutes for Jared Allen coming back from injury. But yeah, so I had two spots left with Cleveland, Tim Hardaway Jr. And I also avoided uh, Giga Chalk, Haywood Highsmith bust. Now I talked about this when people asked me questions in the Patreon stream. They're like, who is, we were talking about value. And I was like, all right, well, I think the, the highest owned value and those, you know, quote unquote, optimal value play for building optimal lineup Warlock was Haywood Highsmith, right? Because he uh, was obviously going to see a minutes bump with no Jimmy Butler, no Gabe Vincent. I think he played close to 30 minutes. He was just awful in those in those minutes. And I didn't want to play Haywood Highsmith because I was already playing so much chalk. And if I was going to play Hay Tim Hardaway Jr. as well, it was just like, I don't want to be holding hands with everyone. And if you look in this $100 tournament, there was, where's the, where's the lineup train? Was it this one? Lowry, Hero, Struce. Yeah, it was this one. But I think a lot of people, yeah, 38. Okay, so how many people played this lineup? So it goes back to, so 30 people played this lineup in the $100 single entry. And this is what I was talking about. I didn't, I, I knew I was playing a decent amount of chalk and I was like, all right, I don't want to play, I don't want to be holding hands with this massive group. 30 people played this lineup on $100 single entry. So what I did, I just played Maxi Cleveland over Haywood Highsmith. Now, I thought Highsmith, again, was the more optimal play, but 
I went to Cleveland for lower ownership and it worked out because High, Highsmith was a massive bust. Um, and then obviously, again, since I was looking so good, I just ate the Tim Hardaway Jr. chalk. Of course, he shoots 90% again and, and goes for multiple steals. But yeah, so that's the recap. It was about a 5x night for myself. Hope you guys had a good night as well. Sweating a takedown. Uh, if it wasn't for Aaron Gordon, I would have taken down. I would have had a takedown in the, uh, what's this, 444 entries, $100 song entry. Um, I, I would have got first place. But no, Aaron Gordon, uh, you had to go for 42. Couldn't just have an average night. You couldn't. Whatever. Um, but yeah, so that is the recap. Let's see if we can keep it going for this 11-game slate. We'll start off with the Clippers and the Magic. This is just really weird for the Clippers. So Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are in, but they're resting Wall, Morris, Paul, and Luke Kennard. So in the first game back, they did kind of take it easy in the minutes for both Paul George and Kawhi. You saw 28 minutes for Paul George and 28 for Kawhi Leonard. Now, hopefully we get some clarity on this. If they're just full go here, then I think 7.2K Kawhi Leonard looks really good against the Magic. If they're going to you know, limit them to like mid-20s minutes, then they're both more just tournament plays for me. Zubats is 6'8", kind of just there. Reggie Jackson, I mean, he's probably going to play pretty big minutes, but he's going to be playing a lot alongside Kawhi and Paul George. Terrence Mann should see pretty big minutes, but again, going to be playing alongside high-usage guys like PG and Kawhi. I mean, you probably see a good amount of run for Amir Coffey. He has been Awful. Batum, Covington should see some rotation minutes. I guess they're both fine, but um, yeah, the, the, the Kawhi and Paul George news, I think, is pretty important uh, for what I'm going to do with the Clippers with, you know, whether or not they're still on a limit. Moving on to the Magic, so not a ton here for the Magic. I think Bancaro 7-5 is fine for tournaments. He had a big game last game. You do have Mo Bamba back, so that kind of takes Mo Wagner out of play. Mo Wagner was really chalky two games ago. He was a massive bust. Next day, goes for 42 fancy points. I'm sure everyone that played him against Toronto and didn't and faded him against Milwaukee is so incredibly happy for him. Um, the two guards, Cole Anthony, Fultz, are both fine. I do give the edge to Fultz. Um, played 32 minutes last game. Um, I think he looks like a decent option there in the mid-range. But yeah, just not a ton that stands out in the Magic. Moving out to Lakers and um, Raptors. So big news here is Anthony Davis. I guess he has like 101 degree fever. He tried to gut it out uh, early in the game, but couldn't, uh, couldn't finish the game. Um, and they play again, obviously, tomorrow. So if Anthony Davis is out, then that's going to open up a lot, right? LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, they're going to look better. LeBron will look like one of the better spin-ups on the board. The value would all look a bit better. And then, you know, Thomas Bryant and Damian Jones would, like, split the center minutes. Bryant would look phenomenal. He's a good point-per-minute guy, and he played a lot more tonight because AD left early. So he would look amazing. Damian Jones would also get some center run. Um, he would be a fine play as well. And then, yeah, just this group of, like, Schroeder, Lonnie Walker's going to look better, Reese, just everyone's going to look better if AD is out. If AD is in, I don't know if there's any priorities. You know, AD and LeBron are both fine. Westbrook would be fine. Schroeder and Lonnie are still playable. But that would be a lot of secondary plays for me. On the Raptors side, so the Raptors uh, ran a very tight rotation last game against the Celtics. You saw big minutes for, for all the starters, except for... Um, Coloco picked up the spot start instead of Gary Trent. But yeah, Siakam, probably the guy I like the best. He should play 38 to 40 minutes. He played 39 minutes last game. A guy that can stuff a stat sheet in a good matchup. I think he looks really, really good. This next group of Barnes, OG, and Van Fleet are all playable. I think Van Fleet would be my favorite of that grouping. Gary Trent Jr. moved to the bench, but still played 26 minutes. He's still playable for value, just score independent. And yeah, I think Boucher feels priced about right as this Thad Young. 
And then again, Coloco started, but did only play, I guess, played 22 minutes. Um, if he starts again, yeah, you can use him, but I don't necessarily feel good about those minutes. Atlanta, New York. So no John Collins, no DeAndre Hunter. Uh, Trey Young, you know, uh, you know, the Knicks don't like Trey Young. Trey Young, not a big fan of the Knicks. Um, he was awful as chalk last slate, so that might might lower the ownership a bit, but still some interesting for tournaments. Josh Murray, same thing. Capella at 6-7, he should play around 30 minutes. He's been playing a lot better of late. I think he's a decent option there in the mid-range. You should see uh, Jalen Johnson and A.J. Griffin continue to start with Collins and Hunter out. A.J. Griffin's 5-1, should play about 30 or so minutes. He's a fine option in the mid-range. I think Jalen Johnson, probably the easiest guy to get to. 33 and 29 minutes over the last couple games. I think he looks pretty good for value. Bogdanovich, um, first couple games, has played low 20s minutes. If we get news that you know those minutes could get bumped up, I think he's someone that would definitely be playable. And then Jared Culver, the other guy in the rotation that should see you know low 20s minutes. I would just rather go to Johnson at a similar price point. Okongu, he's going to play the backup five. Um, if you think Capella gets in some foul trouble, you can definitely use him. I mean, he's still playable either way. There's probably going to be better value that opens up, but he'll most likely play you know somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 to 20 minutes. On the Knicks side, so decent matchup for the Knicks. I think you know their mid three of Randall, Brunson, and Barrett are all decent options. I don't think there's any priorities, but all three of these guys look solid. You know what I'm saying about Mitch Robinson? You're gonna use, you're gonna lose years off of your life if you consistently roster this guy. But if he stays out of foul trouble, I mean, this is the ceiling that he has, right? He can break a slate. It's just he is constantly in foul trouble. But I definitely have some interest in him. I think the price on quickly is too cheap as well. Four two. I'm guessing we get mid-20s minutes from, from him. Um, so I do kind of like Emmanuel Cookley here. We also got news that Cam Reddish and Derrick Rose are going to be out of the rotation. So off, and you're going to see Grimes continue to start. Quentin Grimes himself has been playing huge minutes. Not a good point per minute guy, but definitely another viable value option. I think I would lean quickly, though, over Grimes if I had to pick. And then off the bench, you'll see Hartenstein backing up Robinson. You'll see Toppin play some. And then they said they're going to go to Miles McBride over Derrick Rose, but... Don't think it's worth it to get to McBride at the flatman price. Charlotte and Brooklyn. So we kind of know what's happening now for Charlotte. And they are giving the starters a lot more run of late. Rogier, Oubre, these guys should play close to 40 minutes each. I think both are pretty good options against the Nets. Um, feel probably a little bit better about Rogier, but Oubre still playing again a lot of minutes. The front court does feel a bit too cheap, assuming they stay out of foul trouble. Washington had a big game last game. He's been consistently playing, you know, over 30 minutes if he can stay out of foul trouble. And then Mason Plumlee should see around 30 minutes as well. So I like the front court. I think McDaniels is a pretty solid value of 4-9. 33 and 34 minutes over the last couple of games. Off the bench, if I had to pick one, it would be Nick Richards. He's splitting the center minutes with Plumlee. Again, Plumlee's minutes over the last month or so have ticked up. But Richards still probably plays somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 and 20 minutes, which at a sub-4K price point does make him playable. But mainly the interest would be the, the, the starters. I think all five look pretty good here. On the net side, so still no Ben Simmons. I think he said he's going to be returning soon, though. Yeah, returning, planning to return Friday. Uh, KD, Kyrie at the top, both should play big minutes. I give the edge to Kyrie for the discount on 8.5. He's been playing around 40 minutes a game. I think he looks pretty good at that price. I do like Nick Claxton as well. Um, played 38 minutes last game. If he can stay out of foul trouble, he should play all the minutes he can handle. And again, I do like targeting bigs against the uh, Charlotte Hornets. So I like Claxton a good amount. Royce O'Neal is going to see huge minutes. He's definitely a relatively safe player in the mid-range. Don't think we can get to TJ Warren yet. Joe Harris also been playing a ton. This one game, he got massive foul trouble. He fouled out in 25 minutes. But previous other the other three games, 36, 37, 36 minutes. So you can definitely utilize Joe Harris. He's been shooting better of late. While he's been playing better, the minutes have ticked down on Seth Curry. But 
I still think you can take a dart in Seth Curry in large field tournaments who, you know, if he's knocking out his shots, he does have that ceiling. Washington and Chicago, so no Brad Beal. Um, Porzingis, Kuzma, they get a usage bump. Uh, Porzingis has been playing out of his mind uh, over the last couple weeks. Really, really been playing well. And this is the Porzingis I thought we would get. Um, that's why the reason I drafted draft him a lot in best ball. Um, and, you know, as long as he stays healthy, this guy's a great point per minute guy. And yeah, he's really been playing well late. So I have interest in him even at 9.2. I think Kuzma is still fine at 8.1. He's going to have more usage without Brad Beal. I'm guessing what they're going to do with the starting lineup is they'll just throw Corey Kispert in there. Uh, so they'll start Monty Morris, Corey Kispert, Denny, Kuzma, and Porzingis. Monty Morris himself, kind of just indifferent on him at 5.1. Kispert's fine value, but again, not the best point per minute. Uh, kind of score independent. Uh, Denny Advi at 4-8. His minutes have ticked down of late. Goodwin, Will Barton, definitely playable off the bench. I think considering price point, Will Barton would be the guy I would prefer. 3.7K, 21 and 22 minutes over the last couple games. And those minutes should go up without Brad Beal. And then if you think Porzingis gets some foul trouble, you can definitely look to Gafford. who's had a couple big games in limited action over the last couple. All right, Chicago. So... Basically, the same thing I always say about Chicago. I think DeRozan, Levine, and Vooch all look pretty good. Um, I don't think there's any priorities, but, you know, at least one of these guys will have a really good game if the game's as competitive. It was Levine last game. It could very easily be DeRozan. It could be Vooch. So, like, I have interest in the big three here. At Williams at 3-8, uh, you know, he should play probably 25-ish minutes. He's fine value. Uh, Io, Alex Caruso, they're seeing d- decent minutes. They're both fine at, at their but. <laughs> Their respective price points, sorry, getting late. And uh, I guess I can't talk anymore. But that's Chicago, Oklahoma City, and Memphis. So, okay, see, Shakel to Alexander's 10 3. I mean, don't think he's playable, but the price point feels about right for him. Giddy got benched last game uh, early in the second half. Lou Dort feels priced about right. The minutes and on Jalen Williams have been relatively consistent of late, but just know. With the Thunder, anything can happen to these guys with minutes. Pokashevsky, JRE, they're both fine. It's just, I never have, like, whenever it's a big slate, unless a lot of guys are out, I just basically avoid these Thunder guys. I don't want to deal with the headache on this 11-gamer. So for Memphis, still no Bane, but John Morant's back. Ja at 10-6, I definitely think is viable at the top. Again, his usage without Desmond Bain is very, very high over the last couple of years. Um, you know what happened with Chalk Dylan Brooks last game. It did not go well, as it usually does not. Triple J, always fine for tournaments. Adams is a fair option in the mid-range. Should play 25 to 30 minutes. I do have a little bit of Anderson Conchar. Should start. Should play low 30s minutes. Just not going to be super productive if he's on the court. But that's about it for Memphis. All right. So Detroit and New Orleans. Detroit, again, Boyan Magdanovich. I guess he's just going to shoot 90% from the field for the rest of his career. 10 of 14 and 12 of 16, two of the last three games. Like, what? Come on now. Come on. So... If people chase the Bojan game, I hope they're punished. I know I'm not going to be playing Bojan. If he gets there again, I'm going to be an incredible, incredible pain. Um, Ivy, Hayes, fine for tournaments. It's just like the Pistons all look like, yeah, they're all secondary plays. If you feel really good about one of these main guys, you can go to them. It's just, I don't really think it's necessary in the slate. On the Pelican side, Zion a 9-6, still no Ingram. Zion feels priced about right. CJ's really struggled of late, but his price has come down. He's playable. JV, you know the minutes are all over the place for him. Um, fine for GPPs. Trey Murphy feels priced about right. You saw Jose Alvarado go for like 50 real-life points last game. Herb Jones could be back as well. So not a ton that stands out on the Pelican side. Sacramento and Milwaukee. So 
my boy Sabonis been playing very well. If he can stay, if when he stays out of foul trouble, um, I think more of a tournament option. But if the game stays competitive, he should play mid thirties minutes. Darren Fox has been struggling a bit of late, but um, yeah, still viable for GPPs. I always have finished Monk, but the price has come up a bit. And then like Herder, Barnes, Murray are all kind of secondary plays. Herder and Barnes in the mid range, Murray for value. So and not a lot of standouts there for the Kings. On the Bucks side, basically fully healthy team. Um, Giannis, Drew, both in play. I think Giannis, if you have the salary, looks good. Great matchup. Should play low to mid-30s minutes. Drew Holiday had a massive game last game in 35 minutes. Um, Portis, don't really think it's necessary with Brooke Lopez back. So mainly just Giannis and Drew from Milwaukee. Indiana and Minnesota. So this is where we can get some value here if, if things break our way. So Halliburton questionable, Turner questionable, TJ McConnell questionable. If they are all out, I mean, sign me up for some Andrew Nemhard. Played 41 minutes uh, and went for 64 fantasy points against the Warriors. I played him in the captain uh, that night. Um, yeah, almost a triple-double. They ended up beating the Warriors, which was insane. Buddy Heald, Mathen, they should, they should play big minutes. Uh, Benedict Mathen, come on, man. So, like, how are you going for, like, averaging, like, 25 fans points a game with, like, upside of, like, 35 to 40 when Halburn's in, when Turner's in? But you mean to tell me in a great matchup with everyone out, you play 40 minutes and go for 18 fancy points? Okay, then. Uh, Jalen Smith, so he started at the five. Um, again, when he plays the five, his floor and ceiling does go up. He had a big game at no ownership last game. Uh, Naismith got in some foul trouble, but he'll see big minutes. Isaiah Jackson, playable, as is O'Shea Brissett um, off the bench. But yeah, if McConnell, Turner, and Halliburton are all in, then I think it's mainly just Halliburton and Turner, the guys that are of interest in. On the Minnesota side, so obviously no cat. Um, Gobert got, in, got ejected last game, so you saw Nas Reed, my other boy, absolutely smashing on great point per minute. Got him for 50 fancy points in 30 minutes. That's what happens when you give Nas Reed a, a good amount of minutes, but I don't think we can expect Gobert to get ejected uh, in the first quarter again. Anthony Edwards at 8-8. Um, I mean, I like the matchup, but the price point now, I think he's priced about right. Like, he should be around a 9K player without Cat. D'Lo at 7K, maybe a little bit easier to get to. Um, for the $2,000 discount, uh, Gobert, I think makes for an interesting tournament play. So he was pretty popular one of these games. I think it was at this game or this game, he was a huge letdown. And this game, he got ejected. So, you know, I don't think a lot of people are going to be on Gobert. But if you give him like mid-30s minutes, he's someone that I think is interesting. Uh, of course, McDaniels got in foul trouble, no surprise there. But yeah, slow-mo, McDaniels, Noel, all playable value. I think the ceiling probably is the highest on Jalen Noel. But he didn't play as much with McLaughlin back. McLaughlin came and played 24 minutes. Um, wait, was that? Hold on. Yeah, that was the most recent game. Okay, I was a little bit confused. They haven't played in a few days. But um, yeah, the Nas Reed himself, I mean, he'll play the backup five. And he can play a bit alongside Gobert. So uh, he's always someone that I do have some interest in for GPPs. Last couple games here, Golden State and Utah. So for Golden State, kind of weird here. No Steph, no Wiggins, no Draymond, but Clay's going to play? And last time Golden State sat everyone, Looney only started and played like five minutes. I don't know what's going on here. I don't know. They also recalled Wiseman from the G League. So like, if you're going to play Looney, if you're going to play Looney normal minutes, why recall Wiseman when you still have, you know, Jermichael Green and I don't know. I just don't know what's going on here. It's like, it's uh, what's called the, 
the GF where it's like GIF whatever. Um Yeah, what what is going on in Golden State? Oh. I'm just like a little bit uneasy here with with why they're calling up Wiseman. Um like is Looney only gonna play five minutes again? I don't know. But what I do know, Jordan Poole, he should play normal minutes, and he is gonna be the main guy offensively, so he looks great. Clay Thompson, assuming he plays his normal minutes, I think also looks good. Um, it's just weird that Clay's playing these. I don't know. I, I, again, I don't know what's going on here. But yeah, the two guards, assuming they get normal minutes, both look really, really good. I would guess the starting lineup would be Poole, Clay, DiVincenzo, Kaminga, and Looney. So Jonathan Kaminga at 3-4, I think stands out as one of the better values in the board. DiVincenzo also solid value as well. So a good amount to like him for Golden State. You should see rotation minutes for Anthony Lamb. He's definitely playable. You should see Moses Moody in the rotation. I think he's a fine tournament play. Uh, Jamichael Green should get the backup five run, but maybe you do get a little bit of James Wiseman as well. So, yeah, I mean, Golden State, definitely a, a team that I have some interest in, obviously, with them being shorthanded. Utah, so Mike Conley could be back. If Mike Conley is back, just going to make everyone look a little bit worse, and then Sexton would be out of play for me at his price point. Beasley would be out of play at his price point as well. Um, so that's pretty important. If Conley's still out, I mean, I think the main guys look good. Markin and Clarkson, Olenek, they've been consistently seeing 30-plus minutes. It's a great match against the Warriors. Sexton should see around 30 minutes if Conley's out. I think he's a fine option in the mid-range. Beasley, always viable for tournaments. Walker Kessler getting that backup five run. He's playable. You do have Rudy Gay back, so I'm not going to mess with any of the other values, though, on Utah. And finally, Boston and Phoenix. So this one should be great to watch. Not sure if there's a ton that stands out for me DFS-wise. Um, Brogdon has probably missed the last game. So, yeah, I mean, Tatum, Brown, Smart, Horford, if you feel really strong about all these guys, you can definitely play them, but there's definitely no standouts here. Kind of a team of secondary plays, and basically the same for the Suns. We'll keep an eye on Chris Paul and Torrey Craig News. They're both questionable. If they're both in, there's literally nothing that stands out. If they're both out, I think Booker is definitely viable for GBP. He's been quiet of late, but we know he does have this ceiling with Chris Paul out. And then Aiton, again, he's been playing well, but 7-5, that should be, he should be like a 7-8K player. So there's not a lot that stands out. If you want, if Craig and Chris Paul are both out and you wanted to play one of these value plays, it probably would be Damian Lee. I mean, they started Sarge a couple times. They started Ish Wainwright. They're just not giving him a ton of runs. So I guess if I had to pick one of these values, it probably would be a 3.9K Damian Lee. But that's going to wrap it up for the video, guys. So if you have been enjoying the content, make sure to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. Um, and I'll see you guys all in the next video.